Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. I am Jason, and John is here. And John, before we get into the nitty gritty, I have a question for you. What is your question? Before Colorado College started playing, did you know that Olsen Plumbing and Heating had been around for 20 years? It's <laughs> Actually, they've been around for, a, you know, over a century. And I'm, I'm quite, the, my question is, my question is, knowing what little I know about HVAC systems, other than the fact that they cost a lot to replace or repair, were, did we have central air? Did we have central air? Did we have those things a hundred years ago? So in the 1920s, did we have furnaces and homes like we do today? Did we have gas furnaces back then? I really don't know. I was just glad I don't not know either. to be hearing the uh, theme song to uh, the Save Mart <laughs> thing and uh, about the hunting and fishing lodge because I was getting kind of antsy on that one. You so. know what was interesting about the Olson plumbing and heating ads? They didn't put an area code before the phone number. I'm like, how many years ago did they make this ad? Which means if they made it several years ago, I mean, it's how just like very retro to not have the area code. But Colorado's had two area codes since. I was going to say. Like just the Denver metro areas had two area codes since before I left. So Okay, see, I didn't know that. So that that definitely, uh, you know, some states like Nebraska just got a new area code since uh, everybody started buying cellular telephones. So that's very interesting. So, yeah, so I don't know, but I will tell you if I ever do live in the Springs, I will be... Uh, I will be calling Olson plumbing and heating or heating and plumbing, whatever that. And then Bridget's like, do they work on air conditioners? I'm like, I don't know. I'm curious. And I would call them and ask, but I don't have an area code. So it does me absolutely no good. Well, if you if you do figure that out and call them, ask them for our check for our commercial for them. So. Yeah, boy. All right, so let's talk let's talk hockey since UNO actually got to play and a lot of the teams, particularly those East Coast teams, uh, are not in the same boat. It's very strange looking at USCHO or college hockey now and seeing you know, two three games on a Saturday. Well, yeah, and and college hockey news just tweeted uh, just a couple days ago that Hockey East was not going to, I believe it was Hockey East, maybe it was ECAC, but I think it was Hockey East, that Hockey East was not going to like formally schedule any more games, that they were just going to kind of get in the games that they could get in here, depending on what ramifications there were for COVID. And I do want to apologize to our listeners because the last time we had a podcast was December 21st, the last day of the NCHC pod. And Jason and I gave our predictions for what we thought was going to be a New Year's Eve, New Year's Day series against North Dakota. And that game was canceled because of COVID. And then the following series on the 8th and 9th at... So are we saying that COVID won that series? Yeah. Yeah. As Jason texted me. Was that me, our determination? As Jason texted me, he's like, I didn't know, you know, whether when we were picking games, we were supposed to do sweep, split, or cancel due to COVID as the option. So it, it's been it's been really tough because it's been almost a month since we've watched hockey, since we had a podcast. 
And so this series that we just finished watching with UNO playing at Colorado College, it, it was a long haul. I don't know about you, but I kind of got out of sort of the rhythm of the season, the rhythm of doing this podcast every couple of days. And it was hard to get back into it. And a lot of people, I you know, I, I, I saw our, um, our friend Connor Willingham on Twitter was having trouble getting excited, he said, about the Monday-Tuesday series at Colorado College. A friend of mine last night actually texted me. She, um, she's been a longtime season ticket holder. She's gone on, gone on a number of road trips with us. I think, uh, if I recall correctly, she has eight season tickets. And I think uh, two of her in-laws have two of them at UNO Hockey Games. She's a big fan. But she even texted me and she's like, uh, she's like, is it bad that I want to watch, you know, the next episode of Longmire on Netflix instead of watching this game? And she was kind of teasing me. But <laughs> but it's, and I will tell you, Longmire is one of my all-time favorite shows. And, and she knew what a big fan I was. She just recently started watching it. But it was really hard. It was hard for me to get into the games. I was working on stuff. Uh, this week, and I was working late up until the game time each night. So that's been the hard thing about this season. With all of the COVID delays, you feel like there's no rhythm. You just, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, in, in some respects, I'd imagine it's what it feels like to be a youth hockey parent, Jason, when uh, when uh, there's weather that keeps a, a game or a tournament from happening, and it either has to be canceled or it has to be postponed to another date. Uh, it's just that it's a very, very difficult, uh, very difficult to kind of get into that rhythm. And it's just hard as a fan. I think it's hard on a lot of fans to get excited about what's going to happen, especially when there are teams around the country that aren't playing at all in college hockey. It's just kind of a kind of a, a struggle to get excited about this sort of patched together season. I tweeted about my dilemmas of just having to pick between watching NHL hockey and watching college hockey. I usually, usually don't have to worry too much about it. It, you know, it overlaps here and there, or I can catch a game on my phone and while I'm at the, the UNO game. And I've, I've had multiple devices running multiple games some of these days. Yeah, I have a tough time having college hockey games like in the middle of the week. That's a yeah, it's tough because that's when I expect to watch like professional hockey, you know, or uh, even other sports like, uh, for example, college basketball usually has games during the week. But, you know, hockey you think of as Friday and Saturday. Occasionally you might have a Saturday and Sunday, but but it's, it's just no like rhythm to this season and we were hoping after the great success of the nchc pod back in december that things would that things would kind of hold together and they'd have a successful second half but they've fallen into the same issues with teams having to deal with with covid uh issues in one form or another it's uh it's made it really really difficult i I don't know. I'm having trouble getting excited in the second half. I got to be honest with you, Jason. It's it's really hard. And somebody called me a, a gosh a couple weeks ago and said, "Well, I've heard rumors that for the NCAA tournament, they're thinking is I think it's going to be in Pittsburgh this year, the the Frozen Four. I've heard that maybe right. they're going to do all the regionals the week before at the same site in Pittsburgh, and then they're going to do the Frozen Four there." And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, I haven't heard one way or the other, but I'm just having a hard time getting <laughs> excited about it at all because, you know, not all the teams, as we talked about, are playing. And I, I don't know, Jason. I'm just... I think it's... For me, it's hard with the tournament to get excited not knowing 
who's going to have a chance at it. You know, there's there's good teams, particularly Hockey East teams and stuff that you're looking at saying, are they going to meet that threshold of number of games right. to be eligible for the NCAA tournament? And, you know, what what value do you get if, you know, if UNO goes, you know, let's let's do pie in the sky visions here. UNO goes and, and wins the whole thing. But doesn't, you know, Boston, Boston College, uh, Wisconsin, you know, those clubs are not in the, um, not in the tournament and you start going, okay, well, does it really mean anything then that UNO won the whole thing? And, you know, I think it's a little bit more solid excitement for me now that UNO with these two games in Cairo at Cairo College are pretty much assured to at least have made the minimum requirement of the number of games. Now it's just a question of can the guys win enough games to stay in that top 16 and get a seed into the tournament? Well, you know, and you really bring up a good point on kind of the, I don't know if legitimacy is the right word, but yeah, if some of these teams aren't in it, because you know as well as I do that a lot of discussions among fans since our Frozen for appearance in 2015 was the fact that we got into a regional in South Bend with teams that people perceived as not particularly strong. Mankato was the number one, Minnesota State Mankato was the number one overall seed in that region and in the tournament that year, but a lot of people didn't think that a WCHA team like Mankato was as strong as some of the other conferences. So we were in that, we were in that regional with Harvard you know, Rochester Institute of Technology and Mankato. And so a lot of people are like, well, we got to the Frozen Four, but we did it against competition that wasn't that great. And so the question is, with something like this, where all of the teams aren't playing, and you add to that that the fact, we'll play 24 games in the NCHC season this season. It was originally supposed to be 26, but they cut two because of the Colorado College COVID delay in the pod. So... 17 of those 24 games we will have played at Baxter Arena. Even though those games of the pod might have been considered road games, as an example, or neutral site games, the fact of the matter is when you play 17 of 24 at home, you know, you're only playing seven games officially on the road. So, you know, chances are if if you're a decent team, you know, you're going to have some success playing on your on your home ice with all the quirky, uh, you know, bounces and bobbles that happen and, and things that you're used to as, as the, as the home team in those contests. So, yeah, it's just, it's really, really hard to get pumped up about this, Jason. I think the takeaway from it is, and, you know, hopefully the team has this, this mentality, but if UNO wants to make the tournament, they've got to be top, 13 let's say maybe top 14 a lot of it depends on yeah because there's no there's what the other conferences do but there's no pairwise there's no pairwise rankings this year either right. that's that's if the other you're thing. in a situation where someone else gets to you know impart an opinion onto whether or not you make the tournament i think there's a lot of things that you can knock uno on and choose you know, another team over them. And so you don't want to be in a position where, you know, anyone else has, has an opinion on that. If they're going to take 16 teams, I want to be top 13. 
you know, just to say, you know, we're safe. How can you take a team that might be ranked 17th over a 13th ranked Omaha because of whatever perceived reason you want to give? And, right. and so hopefully the guys are kind of in that. And I, don't, I they're probably not even looking that. My guess is, is that coaches got them pretty focused uh, on the task at hand, which is the upcoming games and not thinking about what will happen two months down the line. And, you know, who knows? Like this is kind of the classic life uh, comparison, right? Like live every day. You have all those like crazy sayings that you see on t-shirts and wall plaques and stuff. Right. But quite honestly, play the game that you've got play a hundred percent against the team that you're playing tonight, because who knows what happens. You, you may never see it. Like look at the NHL. I mean, Dallas went in, Dallas hasn't, hasn't played anyone because of COVID. Right. You know, Florida, unfortunately, hasn't played very many teams because first they had to play Dallas and now they're supposed to be playing Carolina, but Carolina's got COVID. So it's another situation of like, you have to take every opportunity that you have when you have that opportunity and you can't think, you know, we'll redeem ourselves tomorrow because tomorrow may not come. Oh, exactly. Exactly right. So yeah, it's a, it's something else. So so let's talk about these uh, Cairo College games that we just <laughs> just finished playing on a Monday and a Tuesday night. Yeah. Game one, I thought was probably I thought for sure was our better game. Yeah, I, I, I think we most people would struggled agree with that. out the gate, yep. but we struggled in the beginning. But I thought we really kind of came to our own then you know, later on as the game went on. Yeah, as the game wore um, on during the second period, I think the the team kind of came into their own. And obviously our fortunes were sparked by Kevin Conley getting the first goal of the game. Uh, obviously the veteran Conley has uh, been a bright spot for UNO the past couple of seasons. Uh, he is a... He is a player picked up through the transfer portal who's turned out to be really, really good for UNO, and uh, he got UNO on the board. And uh, first goal of the night, UNO went up one to nothing in the second period. Before that, I think you've got to talk about the tone setter. I think the before Conley's goal was Tyler Weiss on... I'm, I can only imagine what he thought he was on side for because it would have been an awesome play if he was. Um, but he shoots the puck after the whistle. Yep. And melee ensues, of course, because that's a big no-no <laughs> in hockey at any level. You. Uh, but yeah, they really did. I really felt that. that that play, not just that night, but even the following night on Tuesday, really kind of set Omaha up like I think that you know Andrews takes the penalty for face masking which helps a ton because I mean Weiss was going to the box for sure there was no question about that with the way the referees were going um and I think their their hand was just tipped because he grabbed the face mask and and that's a you know no-no in college hockey and so they had to call him for that and that's a five-minute penalty so UNO gets a bench minor. It doesn't turn into much for us, but I think that really kind of set the tone and, and woke us up. But then it's also the reason why every 
call on Monday and Tuesday night did not go our way. And we got very few power plays. There were a lot of stuff that were called against us that were overlooked by, you know, by Colorado College, by the referees against Colorado College. Um, you know, they called us for that uh, for that too many men right after the, the penalties and not five minutes after that, Kara College has a guy come off the bench and check a UNO player when the other guy was not even within three, four stick lengths of the bench and there was no call on that. So, you know, they, they clearly, I think, kind of set the tone of they just were not going to be on our side these two games we're going to have to do it and i think part of part of our production particularly in the second period of that first game was just us realizing like we're not going to get anything we're not going to any 50 50 battle is not going to go our way so we're going to have to take this in our own hands yeah nine penalties for uno during the first game against uh, colorado college so not a great night for them uh, one of the players getting a penalty was uh, freshman Caden Bolson, who is a newcomer who was seeing his first action of the season. Uh, he was apparently not available back in December during the pod, so it was good to see him uh, in the lineup. Obviously, that's not the most exciting stat to <laughs> talk about for uh, <laughs> for Caden, but uh, we saw him quite a bit over the course of the two games because uh, there were three players out for UNO and uh, and. Three of our best players, uh, um, Brandon Scan, defenseman Brandon Scanlon, uh, Johnny Tyconic, and Jake Randall. I think you would agree that during the pod they were three of our uh, three of our top players. So we did not have them available. I, I think we're assuming that was because of uh, all of the things that had gone on with COVID that we didn't have them available. So that was obviously yeah, with us canceling the North Dakota games. You have to assume. Yeah. Barring, barring any other news, you've got to assume that's probably the reason why they didn't play. So that also made it difficult on UNO uh, going into this series, uh, not having uh, some of the staples of their lineup this season in there. I was really worried about all the penalties, you know, with the streak that UNO was on with killing penalties, but having particularly Scanlon and Taconic out, that's... Exactly. Those are key members of those penalty kills, and I just, I was worried about what we're going to get from that. Yeah. UNO really has had a top tier penalty kill unit this season. That is one of been one of the, uh, certainly one of the bright spots for the Mavs. So, so yeah, Tyler, we, uh, you know, you just mentioned him briefly and we'll talk about him more later, but he definitely was a, he definitely was an important factor on the team during these two. I keep wanting to say on the weekend, but this wasn't a weekend. It was Monday and Tuesday. So, you know, on the, on the first two days of the work week, I guess you'd say, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so Conley opens the the onslaught of the second period, right? Uh, with just you know, a, I say classic Conley goal. I mean, just yep. hardworking, yep, relentless. Um, Nate Knepke gets a power play goal on a really nice feed from Bruchette. Yep, not what like a minute I think later or so it was on our power play that we got that. Yep. Um, and that came after that whole, you know, five minute um, yep. face masking penalty. It was on that that call that we got that um, that power play goal, and then we get another one from Proctor from by Proctor from Seville, Sullivan, not Seville, Sullivan. 
Yep. Seville was in net though, so it could have been him, I guess. But no, it wasn't him. It wasn't um, him. Yeah, Sullivan. So we're up three. We're up three to nothing after two. You got to be feeling good about that. Well, no, Kara College gets that goal late in the second. Oh, they do get that goal late in the second. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, Slavin on that cut across killed us. Yeah. We've got to do a little bit better job of pushing out from the net to cut off that cross lane because their goals on Tuesday come that. They they were very productive about sliding a guy through the slot zone and not really getting challenged too much. So um, hopefully they you know tighten up a little bit there but uh yeah he cut across there in that last minute and and they were without one of their best players too in grant crookshank who was out with appendicitis this weekend so uh so they were they were uh hamstrung a little bit too let let me ask you uno uno got a got a penalty during the second for too many men on the ice which has been kind of an issue for them this season what do you have any thoughts on that I mean, maybe you don't. I just thought I'd. I mean, it happens. I mean, you know, it happens. Like sometimes it's not a big deal. There was, uh, uh, there was a play in the pod where Weiss was coming to the bench, and it's just kind of a miscommunication. I'm sure it was a miscommunication thing, right? I never saw him wave, but I'm sure that he made the motion to the bench saying, "I'm coming to the bench," and then decided to play the puck. But he was in the best place to play the puck. Like you want him to have that puck in that position. Right, and right, right. So yep, exactly. I, I know kind exactly. Of one of those. Yeah, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep, that play during the pod. Yeah. Yep. It was. It was an opportunity I, that you you really didn't want to pass up. You know what I'm saying? It was worth the risk. Yeah. This one, I think, was more of. And all of my referee friends that are listening to the podcast are going to hang me by my neck on this comment but we never do this yeah well it kind of happens a lot (laughs) to be too coincidental but um i think that was i think that one was more of a you know in any other situation you probably would have let that one go but your guy shot the puck after the whistle i was forced to call Kara college for five minutes because he absolutely grabbed the face mask and there's you know that's that's not a that's not a that's not a call that's supposed to be objective in any way like that is he did it he goes five minutes that's the penalty it's not a you know is it two or is it five it's grab the face mask five minutes in the box no questions so that was kind of one of those i don't want that to be the reason why because it's a zero zero game at that point in time i don't want that to be the reason why you get a goal and so it was like i've got to find a reason to level the playing field after um, after Weiss's penalty expires. So that's my feeling on, on this. So I'm not too worried about this one. It was something that I was concerned about in the pod because it seemed to happen to us a lot. Right. Is that there's a little bit of miscommunication. And I think that's just kind of some of a lack of focus usually. So hopefully coach is just kind of preaching to them, like pay attention, know your guy, know your role, know the position, you know, know the situation and make better judgment calls is basically all it comes down to. Right. And I will tell you, that was it. The second period, as far as scoring for UNO, that was it. We uh, right. We scored three goals in the third. We went up three to one in the going into the third. And uh, ultimately, we didn't score anymore. But Colorado College scored another goal. 
late. They did, sandwiched around a hat trick of penalties by Abate. He's an emotional player, Jason. He's an emotional <laughs> player. It's going to happen. It's. Uh, it's I pretty... just remember on the last one, I remember the whistle going and going, I bet it's Abate. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Abate. And so they had an opportunity. They had a real opportunity there at the end to uh, to get the equalizer and send this thing to overtime. Ultimately, it didn't happen. Thankfully. Yeah. UNO pulls out a 3-2 win. Good road win and... for them after almost a, almost a month-long break. Yeah. You did wonder how they were going to play that, that first game, right? That's a, that's a long time to be without... Exactly. Plus, plus they're playing on the big ice. They're playing on Olympic size sheet, which I don't, I don't know. Maybe you know this. I don't know if the new Colorado College on campus arena that they're, that they're working on that's going to be done this next fall is going to use an NHL size sheet, um, or not. But that might be uh, the this series might be one of the final times that we play Colorado College on the Olympic ice. Uh, NHL sheet is what I've seen heard that they're going to do multiple places so that'll be good that'll be good there's a there's a big push in north america both canada and the united states to kind of move away from regular hockey being played on olympic sheets uh and having you know specific tournaments and practicing and things like that where where usa and canadian hockey can get some experience at it before they go to international competitions. Sure. And there's some debate about that as to whether or not that's the right direction for them to take, you know, but ultimately it comes down to most of these kids want to play in the NHL and, you know, playing a lot of, a lot of NHL scouts I've talked to have said that playing on that Olympic sheet is actually a detriment to those Colorado college kids. And so, um, you know, it, it helps with some skill set things, but ultimately, they've found that they struggle when they make that transition because you're limited in time and space on the NHL rink and they're just not prepared for that. Gotcha. So that'll, that'll definitely help a, a program that's been ailing the last few seasons. Right. So, so it'll be nice. It'll yeah. be a really nice arena. So. I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see how that thing looks when it's done. Uh, maybe I'll get a chance to go. Uh, maybe I'll get a chance to go out there. The lot we, we took a trip out to CC in, uh, 2012. So, uh, It'd be fun to go out there and see that at some point. We'll go. I catch, we go out for Avs games and I'll just, you know, pick up a DU game or go down to CC or something. Sure. You know, whenever we do that, a few years in a row, we've been able to catch uh, the DUCC series. Um, go see some gold pan hockey, which is kind of fun. Of course, I've grown up with that. So I'm familiar with those teams and. And I remember those days, so they're teams I can really follow. Yeah, that's always fun to be able to do that when you're on the road, for sure. So let's take us to the Tuesday night game. The second game in the Tuesday. series against Colorado College. Tuesday. It's weird saying Tuesday. Uh, I don't I don't know what was our problem. Like, we looked terrible this game. Like, terrible. Yeah, really, I don't... Really bad. I don't know if it was a case where the team was tired or not having some of your 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 key key uh, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. You didn't have we didn't have some of our key players in the lineup, and I do wonder if that uh, impacted the overall uh, 
energy and fatigue level of the team going into that second game, especially when you're playing at high altitude and you haven't uh, haven't played in a month. So you're a little bit rusty anyway. Could have been, or it just might have been one of those nights. It's it's probably hard for teams to get, you know, that pumped up to play Colorado College, you know, because it's, I mean, when you're playing North Dakota, mentally you're going to be all in. But when you're playing one of the teams that's kind of, you know, been on par with you the last few seasons, sometimes it's hard. Uh, it's been hard for UNO to kind of get up for some of those games. Statistically, the first period seemed fairly even. I would say that watching it, I would not have expected that. I think that um, it seemed like Kara College had the better of the the opportunities and, and more opportunities. But, you know, ultimately shots are 9-7 for Kara College after the first. Uh, both teams, while Kara College had three power plays, UNO had one and no one scores in the first period. Again, we go into the second period 0-0 and UNO gets the first goal this time uh, instead of a, you know, a nice play by Kevin Conlon like we had on Monday night. Tuesday's goal was kind of one of those fluky ones, right? It was that it was a strange shot. I'm using air quotes since we're on the radio kind of thing. Uh, Tyler Weiss goes to pass the puck across to I'm Taylor Ward. I'm sure it was Ward yeah. coming across the side. Yep. And it goes off the defenseman sticking up and over the goaltender's shoulder, and uh, we're up one nothing. Yeah, I you know, and it, it's really hard to see sometimes with the uh, with the web streams, and their cameras fairly far away um, at Colorado yeah. College. So I actually thought maybe he had gotten it to Ward, and Ward had put that in, but uh, but no, alas, it was uh, Tyler Weiss. So look, we'll take we'll take a goal that's a little bit fluky. That was a good way to get the game started. Good on Tyler Weiss for uh, getting the job done there. Really hope they were going to kind of bounce back and that was going to be kind of like Monday night where yep. you, know, you get that first one and then you just start pressing and you get a couple more and, you know, we can kind of coast our way to a victory. But unfortunately, just a few minutes later, Kara College evens the, uh, evens the score and at that it's point, back to yeah, at that, hockey. Yeah, but at that point, I'm wondering if this game is going to be a little bit different than the uh, than the first game in the series. I'm wondering if this game is going to be Colorado College's game. I was thinking, I was almost thinking split there at that point. I was a little, I wasn't real worried, but I, we just hadn't been playing great, and those those are the kind of games that we struggle with. Um, we gave up almost 20 shots in that second period. I was really worried about how we were going to find a way out of this with just with points, let alone find a victory out of this. Exactly. Overall on the game, we were outshot almost two to one, basically two to one by Colorado College. And that's not the position yeah. you want to find yourself in for sure. So third period comes in and UNO, Kevin Conley comes through for us yet again and a big goal to give us the lead. Uh, Krenzen with the assist officially on that one. I don't remember the play specifically as to how Krenzen got it to him, but that's what's on the score sheet. So we'll go with that. That's really weird because for some reason, and I, I could be, you know, it's, it's fatigue maybe setting in for me. I could have sworn. I thought it seemed to me like Conley. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't see Krenzen give him the puck. It seemed like Conley had it the whole time. It seems like he took it from UNO's defensive zone and skated it down to the offensive zone. 
but maybe you remember differently. I don't know. I don't. I quite honestly, I'm just looking at the score sheet, going, "Oh, okay." Credson had an assist. <laughs> yeah, that's so fine. Works for me. Okay. In any case, we're up two one. Doesn't last incredibly long. Again, a couple minutes later, nope. Kara College evens the score, and honestly, after that, I really was just waiting for the waiting for the light to. To, to light up behind Roden. Roden, for, I don't think we've said this, Roden started the and finished right. the game on Tuesday. So I was just kind of waiting. I thought Kara College just seemed to constantly be pushing back and pushing back and pushing back that it was just a matter of time before they put another one in and we were going to lose 3-2. to two. Well, I will say, you, but, mentioned, you mentioned Roden. I, I was glad to get uh, see him get another chance in net. I do think that that's yeah. important for the team, especially with everything that's going on with the COVID and everything else. Um, I mean, I don't know how many players have or have not had COVID on the UNO team. I mean, maybe it's gone through all of them now, but it's good to, it's good to give those other goaltenders uh, a little bit of time, uh, a look in net. Well, and we'll talk about the next series, but because this falls on a Monday, Tuesday, you now have a shorter turnaround to the next series. Yep. So it's going to be important to use both goaltenders just to make sure that you don't wear one out having to play, say, Tuesday, Friday, right. when they're used to playing, you know, Saturday to Friday. So yep. it, it is going to be important moving forward. So so third the, period the ga- ends. The game goes to OT. I don't know what you were thinking. I'm like, I was just like, oh my goodness. I'm just, I'm, I was worried. I'm like, oh man, we're going to blow this. this. We're going to blow it right here. In this three I, on I three did, OT. I actually liked our chances. I was you like, did. you did. Know okay. I, I'm like, if going to a, for us, going to, to three on three, I thought we've got on, the better skaters. On paper, you're like, right. On paper, we do have the better skaters. But I was just worried. I'm like, we're going to lose this on some fluky bounce well, or bobble here. I I kind of figured it was going to be one of those, like, either we'd come out of the gate and get a quick goal in the first, you know, minute or two of the overtime period. Or it was probably going to, you know, end go, overtime even, and we we're going to see what we're going to shoot out. I would have been interested to see Roden in a shootout. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been interesting. But we didn't get there. We did not get there. By the skin of our teeth. By the skin of our teeth, right at the end of that three-on-three overtime period, Tyler Weiss puts the puck in the net. And if if you look at the clock on the TV broadcast, we were out of time by a couple of seconds. completely out of time. He hadn't even... He had, I don't even think he had thought about shooting yeah. that puck when that clock said zero. So, like, but, the people here in the house are yelling, and I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> Because all you have to go off is what you can see, right? Right. But as people pointed out, the Colorado College broadcast with uh-huh. the with the play-by-play guy that yells at us for two and a half straight hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He just, it's like, dude, just. John I was mean, feeling a little. Uh... I mean, do you suppose he talks like this? Is He talks like this all the time. It's just, it's, like, it's just, it's just, it's too, I don't know. It's. I mean, we've been listening to him for years now, but this, this, it just, you know, my feelings on this. On we nerves. were talking about this getting on my nerves. <laughs> okay. But you were saying, what was I saying? Clock? Oh, but a lot of people were saying the that the time clock on the broadcast didn't really match the time clock in the game. You know, so well, fat, a lot of good that didn't. does us. Yeah. It obviously didn't because 
Was it that the horn didn't sound or the whistle hadn't been blown or? No. So the horn, like the clock was at zero when they were doing the replays and stuff. Like the clock goes to yes, zero it was. on the broadcast. And then it's like a full second or two before the horn, horn goes sounds. Out. Yeah. But, you know, I was looking at, I was watching the, the banter back and forth on Twitter and I yeah. usually just try to stay out of it. Cause I'm kind of like, this is the best forum for me to kind of say my piece and right. then people can just chastise me in comments. Yeah. But, um, I didn't want to get involved, but the thing is, is like the horn isn't official either. Like there's a delay from, from when the clock goes zero and the horn goes, there's a slight fraction of a second from, from that delay. So what really matters is the official time, which is kept in the score. Yes. At the scorer's table. Yep. And the point at which the puck completely crosses the line completely this isn't football and i think a lot of nebraska fans i've ran into they're like oh that's a cool no 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 it's no there's no invisible plane crap in college hockey or in pro hockey at all if it's not completely across the line it's not across the line so they went into the score table they looked they'd ha- they would have every view time synced to the score clock and it didn't seem like they reviewed it for very long and came out and I mean, I think UNO was probably half undressed and three quarters of the team on the bus before they even decided to go in and look at it. But yes, but Colorado was not. They were still. They were. They were still on the bench. Oh, they were arguing it. Stop well, the count. What? Um. Well, my friends told me was that the the time on the TV and the time on the clock that's that runs around the ring that you can easily see without having to look all the way up to the Jumbotron Okay, at the World Arena, that those two clocks were in sync, but the time that was on the Jumbotron was different. Okay, So the coach thought it clearly was after the whistle because the clock that he could easily see was the one that would have said that it was zero well before going in. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's what I'm told by people who were physically in the arena. That makes sense to me. But Coach Haviland, yeah. Coach Haviland was wrong, just wrong. And yeah, Tyler, I mean, Reese, ultimately Tyler Reese got to, the goal. Yeah, yeah. And we I got mean, it, we got it, the it, extra point in conference play. Yeah, and a big, you know, I think Weiss needed that after. I think he knew going into the second game that I don't want to say it's his fault, but like there are a lot of things they're going to be able to be, you know, linked back to his decision to shoot the puck after the whistle. Right. And so like he needs to step up and, you know, I think drive some of the play and kind of make up for that. I say to, to some extent, I don't know how much coach was mad about that or how much they feel like some of the things that happened. I personally feel like a lot of things that happened in the latter parts of the game one and game two were, could be attributed back to that. But um, it was good to see him kind of take out because he really dominated a lot of times when he had the puck, especially in overtime. The four shifts that he had in overtime because they started throwing him out there with the different people. Um, he's a playmaker. He's yep. got really good hands. He's a good skater. You know, he's not your big brawly guy, but when you've got the, you know, when you've got bigger ice and more room with fewer players on it, yep, uh, it's a a dream position I think for him. And he. I think he almost got Ward at one point in time. Um, there was someone else. I want to maybe say Bruchette or something that he was out with that I thought for sure was a goal with a great pass from Weiss. 
Um, and it went off the crossbar, I think is what the announcer it was, said. It, yeah, that was, that was, that was a, that was a beautiful, that was a beautiful opportunity there. It's hard to tell what it clanged off of, but I mean, it was loud and like, I knew it hit iron. I just didn't know which piece of iron it hit. So, so yeah, it was nice to see him out there just flying around in that three on three. Yeah. Two goals on the night. That was a good outing for him. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good season for him so far. So, uh, UNO. In the NCAA record books gets the sweep. They end up getting five points out of the series because NCHC play, uh, you know, if it goes to overtime, each team gets a point, and then the winner of either the three-on-three overtime or the shootout gets the extra points. So. And the important part of that is that we sit in sole possession of third place in the conference now with those points. Um, St. Cloud is three points ahead of us, but they've played three more games than we have. Right. Other teams have been playing the last, you know, yeah. four weeks that we haven't been playing. So, so right now we're eight, three and one overall. So, so we've got a good opportunity to catch St. Cloud. We've got some distance between us and Denver and Duluth. And we haven't played North Dakota. North Dakota's only five points out of us. So one sweep, you know, a sweep and 50-50 with everything else with North Dakota and you've got yourself top spot in the NCHC like that. And I think while arguing the comments about, you know, how likely that is to happen, I, I feel you. I can hear you all yelling at me right now anyways, but it's possible, right? Like you're, you've put your position, you've put yourself in a position after the pod and these games starting the second half of the season to say we have a chance to be the top team in what is arguably the top league in the country. Exactly. And we have six games against North Dakota left. Six games. Right. Yeah. A lot of opportunity there. So Yeah, totally. So yeah, it should be pretty exciting. So let's do our players of the game before we move on to the next series. Players of the players of the players of the series. Of the players weekend. of the series we're doing. I'm so used to doing it every game. We got player of the series now. We're back to that. <laughs> we are. I know. We got used to that player of the game. So player of the series. There's two guys I really think you could pick during this that are that are logical picks. We've talked Uh-oh. at length about one of them. We've also talked uh, glowingly about another one. So I will I will pick the one that we've been talking glowingly about, and that would be uh, Kevin Conley, who gets uh, gets two goals in the series. Obviously, a, a rock, a very steady and dependable player for us, and uh, him getting that that first goal on uh, Monday night was, I think, really important. So, uh, yeah, Kevin Conley to me is my player of the series. Although I almost went with the other player, potential player of the series, which Jason might pick, or he might pick some, you know, off the wall off-the-wall uh, player here. Uh, I don't see how you... It's really hard not to pick the guy who got you the extra point. Yep. In overtime. Um, and I think you left him. You left me to pick Tyler Weiss just because it'll make fans of the podcast happy so that they can clamor about fanboy and all that stuff. But, uh... <laughs> that's, that's exactly why I did it. <laughs> So I will go with Weiss. I thought 
the one knock on the weekend from him is that decision to shoot the puck after the whistle. That's the one I'm like, oh man, because he was having a really good game that first night. Uh, so it's just kind of just one oops, and so I'll let it go, especially with his play. Um, I, I'd argue that him and Conley, hands down, were the two best players on Tuesday night. Like, and it's like to me, it wasn't even close after that. Like, yeah, I would agree with that. None of the team seemed to yep. really gel after that, those two. So, Yeah, I completely agree with that. That was, that, was my, uh, that was my other potential pick. So, yeah, good series for UNO. So thanks for leaving Conley, for we, we'll see how they We'll see how they do in this upcoming series this weekend at Baxter Arena against Denver University. Which, lucky for us, Denver is playing better now all of a sudden. Couldn't we have seen them in the pod when they were like, <laughs> crap? Well, you look like, at uh, both they Denver. They were struggling so hard out here, and now it's like, oh. Yeah, both Denver and Western Michigan are starting to look a lot better here in the second half of the season. Obviously, those are two teams that are really strong on their home ice. Um so that's part of the reason I'm seeing it. But Denver, a team that we've had trouble against for several seasons now. We get them here. I don't want to ask the I don't want to ask the question. When was the last time we beat them at home? But I, I, I don't I don't want to either. It's been a while. And if I get it wrong, if I get it wrong, I'm gonna get dinged on this. And I think we had talked about it. Probably. Even if you get it right, it's gonna make me feel bad. So let's just it's, say yes. it sucks. We'll it's, move on. It's been, yeah, it's it's been too. I think I don't know that we've beaten them at Baxter Arena. I don't think we have. I could be wrong. I don't think we have. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they said something that there was there was Denver and it was Denver and Duluth had never lost at Baxter. Yeah, it was either Denver and Duluth or Denver and St. Cloud. I can't remember. It might have been. I yeah. I think you might be right. That's crazy. So we have an opportunity here. It's UNO's first series back. It's going to be in over a month at Baxter Arena. Fans are going to be in the stands. <laughs> All five of you. Yeah. All five of us. They announced today that a limited number of students are going to be in Baxter Arena for this too. So <laughs> who knows? Who knows how, how limited that's going to be? So yeah, being uh, the five other fans, that's going to be, uh, it's, that'll be an interesting experience that I can talk uh, about on the podcast. Hopefully they still have the cutouts there. And if they do, you need to go find a, you need to go get a selfie with my cutout or something for me. Yeah, that's. I'll be curious because those were positioned in prime seats, as you know, in the arena. And the question is, where are they going to put? Obviously, there's a lot of room because it's very, very, very limited capacity. But I'll be interested to see where they where they position the cutouts. I will. I will be on the. I will be on the look. I mean, I'm not going to spend like a ton of time going around and look. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to try and limit my exposure as much as, cause I know a lot of people, <laughs> I know a lot of people who are going to be at, at the, I presumably that'll be at these games. And so the last thing I need to get in are like half a dozen conversations since it's our first home hockey since last March. Well, if you, if you can pull strings or something, I just want mine to be in my seats, <laughs> put my card for cutouts in my seats. Well, and I'll tell you, it just I, make me feel better. They don't. They haven't sold. They haven't sold tickets in your seats for any of the games, so that definitely would be a doable thing. There we go. I think so. Well, yeah, we'll. I'll. I'll see what I can do on that. See what we can do. So predictions. 
Predictions for Denver. God, I don't know. What are you thinking? I, I, I'm, I'm almost reluctant. The last time we picked a series, you know, hockey got canceled for a month. So I, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. Although, although DU, DU just had their, their kind of COVID issues the last couple of weeks. So, so maybe we're, maybe we're through that now. Yeah. But... And UNO's just had theirs. So. I'm I'm going to I'm going to lower my rating of the potential for a covid cancellation result. Um I I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say that we split. And I'm going to say that UNO wins on Sunday. Okay. And Denver wins on Saturday. Yeah, Denver. Denver just got done uh, done with a split this last weekend against North Dakota. They won four to one the first night, and then they lost five to one the second night. So they're kind of a they're a tough uh, they're sort of a tough team to figure. Uh, previously, they had played a game against Colorado College and won six to one on January second. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They play well, like I said, they play well at Magnus Arena, so I don't know how they'll do coming in, but I really will tell you, I think we have the talent on this team to go toe-to-toe with them. It'll be really interesting to see, and one of the big unknowns is that we don't know if Tyconic Randall and uh, Brandon Scanlon will be back in the lineup this weekend, and that that leaves me scratching my head a little bit because I'm worried we might not have the depth and we might see that fatigue in the second game. But I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to say UNO sweeps DU at Baxter Arena. You think it's going to get in their head that they uh, performed poorly out here in the pod, huh? <laughs> yeah, they did not do well out here in the pod. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's hope that that, uh, that kind of gnaws at their mind. Um yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. I have no idea how this series could go. It could go either way. Again, this is one of those teams that we've just struggled against, and sometimes when you have those teams that you've struggled against, it's hard to kind of uh you know kind of get the monkey off your back in that series. So, it'll be really interesting to see. But I'm going with a sweep. It'll be my first time back at UNO hockey games. I'm very interested to see how this goes and. Uh, I know you guys will be at home. There are a number of good fans like you guys who uh, opted not to buy tickets for this. This uh, COVID cup. This the COVID <laughs> for the super spreader party. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> I I only tease, but you know it's it's definitely going to be on people's minds for these games. So uh, you know, suit up, mask up, and uh, I guess we'll see you at the arena. But I'm going with a sweep. Jason's going with a split. And uh, and we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. I think the big thing for me that's gonna you know make or break that weekend is going to be UNO has the second best penalty kill in the country right now. Yes, they and do. And if we can keep that up, I think that we've got a good chance against Denver. Um, if we have some troubles on our on our penalty kill, it's going to be a long weekend. Indeed, it is, and. And, uh, you know, that's a team that doesn't have some of the uh, superstars that they've had in years past, but uh, they've got a lot of really good young players, and they've got a terrific goaltender in Magnus Krona. So I'm 
I'm excited. It's to see Denver. What They've always got a good pipeline. So it's they they definitely do. That was uh, that was kind of reignited when uh, Jim Montgomery became head coach and uh, and their current head coach who I should never have brought that up because his name is completely escaping Carlo. me. But I'm on. Yeah, Dave Carl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David Carl's a good head coach. And what's really interesting, and I'm just going to throw this out there because this is an interesting little uh, tidbit, but his uh, his two assistants are Tavis McMillan and Dallas Ferguson, which basically recreates the coaching staff from the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Back in the day when we were in the CCHA, Tavis McMillan and Dallas Ferguson were both head coaches and they were both very talented. Uh, McMillan was a head coach for a while and Ferguson was his assistant. And then McMillan moved on and Ferguson became the head coach there. And now they're the staff. At DU, so think about that, fans. Mm. The 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 those top those solid Fairbanks head coaches that did a lot of great things for that uh, that program uh, back uh, back in the early two thousands. They are the key cogs, helping to guide this team out in DU. So that maybe that's why, because we struggled against UAF back in the day in the CCHA. So maybe maybe that's why we struggle against them so mightily. So. But uh, one of those interesting little trivia tidbits, so I thought I'd throw that in there. Very interesting. Okay, well, until next time, until next time, be sure to follow Mad Puck on Facebook and Twitter. If if you want to hang out on Facebook and Twitter, if these days you're not interested in hanging out on Facebook, Twitter, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You can uh, you always know where to find this podcast if you're listening now. So uh, you know, be sure to tune in next time because I'm uh, sure we'll have a lot of interesting things to talk about at the DC's DU series. So until next time, go Mavs. Go Mavs. Go Mavs.